the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. The apostles gathered around Jesus and told him all that they had done and taught. Jesus said to them, come away to a deserted place all by yourselves and rest for a while. For many were coming and going and they had no leisure even to eat. And they went away in the boat to a deserted place all by themselves. Now many saw them going and recognized them, and they hurried there on foot from all the towns and arrived ahead of them. As Jesus went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion for them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. When they had crossed over, they came to a land at Gennesaret and moored the boat. When they got out of the boat, people at once recognized Jesus and rushed about the whole region and began to bring the sick on mats to wherever they heard Jesus was. And wherever Jesus went, into the villages, to wherever they heard he was, they laid the sick in the marketplaces and begged Jesus that they might touch even the fringe of his cloak And all who touched it were healed. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Mother of us all. Amen. Where do you keep your to-do list? In your head? On little slips of paper? On the notes feature on your phone or laptop, or maybe you're on summer break, maybe you're retired, or maybe you've just sworn off to-do lists altogether. Doesn't it seem like just yesterday when some people were going stir-crazy in their apartments, others were bored or lonely, now we're not so sure who we are or what our lives will be like or whether we'll just go back to the same stress we had before the pandemic. Now, Americans, we are known for our productivity. Many of us are driven and competitive. Yet some among us don't even take the vacation and days off allotted to us. Crazy, huh? But the pandemic, it's causing people to look at their lives with new eyes, their schedules, their values, their purpose. And yes, their to-do lists. Whether it's the demands of parenting, or the demands of work, or the energy it takes to work for social justice, the energy it takes to dismantle racism, the energy it takes to protect, care for, and make changes in our lifestyles for the environment, it can all be overwhelming. Because the to-do list never ends. And some of us are not even able to rest or sleep because of all the demands and all the stress we carry. Now granted, some of us are doing well, flourishing, relatively happy and healthy. Maybe today's text isn't the one you need. And speaking of to-do lists, maybe there are some among us who actually need a kick in the pants to get our butt off the couch and make a to-do list. Maybe this sermon isn't for you either. 
Thank goodness there's next week. But let's face it. One organizational psychologist describes the dominant emotion of 2021 in our country as languishing, a sense of emptiness, not really sure who we are anymore. As he says, a dulling of delight, a dwindling of desire, aimless, we might say, a sheep without a shepherd, Jesus might say. At the same time, I heard about a new book just released this week by Kristen Rodke called Seek You that talks about the epidemic of American loneliness, not just in urban centers like ours, but everywhere, everywhere in our country. Rodke analyzes the mass shootings, the effects of technology and social media, and what happened during the pandemic. And she quotes a former Surgeon General who says that the most prevalent health problem in our country, isolation. So add it up. Stress, workaholism, isolation, heavy stuff. Maybe Jesus can help. Now, many people think of Jesus as a man on the go, a man with a mission, a never-ending to-do list of teaching and healing and casting out those nasty demons. Some people think Jesus is so godlike that he's an energizer bunny, always reaching out to somebody else who needs help, somebody that everybody else is ignoring. He probably doesn't even need to sleep some people might imagine that divine Jesus. But whoa, that's not what we've got in today's gospel. First, remember last Sunday's gospel, the grisly, tragic death of John the Baptist, Jesus' beloved cousin, the drama with power, hungry Herod, and John's head on a platter. Can you imagine? That's the stuff of nightmares or operas or novels. No wonder Jesus doesn't quite seem himself. He's probably preoccupied with grief and wondering whether the same fate awaits him. But look at the disciples. After some setbacks that they faced, they're motivated. They're ready to roll. They're ready to change the world, gathering folks to their charismatic leader and the new reign of God movement. There's so much on the move, these disciples. They barely have the time to breathe or rest or grab a bite to eat. Are your lives ever that way? Well, in between, all of his doing good... <laughs> We read of Jesus' need to get away from it all, to withdraw for some prayer, some rest from reflection. And Jesus sees the need of his inner circle. Jesus always looks with compassion and sees the need and sees the longing in our hearts. Jesus' words to us, to them, Come away. Come away to a deserted place and rest for a while. Leave your everyday lives just for a bit. 
untether from your phone, unplug, get outside, put down your to-do list. Now, summer helps, right? It's the time that many of us groove on leisure and relaxing and kicking back a bit, maybe with a beer. It's the deserted place, though, that Jesus talks about. Now, that suggests silence and solitude. Maybe some of you are intrigued with that. Maybe some of you freak out when you think of that. Now, let me say, I love people, and I love you, but I also like to get away from it all on a hike or just to be by myself. Maybe it's about clearing the head. So what is it about withdrawing from our daily tasks, retreating, that's good for our souls? Let me just say a word about retreats for a moment. I love them. But retreats have been hijacked by the to-do people. Not only churches, but probably some of your workplaces have had retreats where the same people go off to the same pro- with the same problems, maybe to another place, but with the same to-do list, right? Here's what I wonder. I wonder if we need to get away from it all once in a while, and I mean getting away from everything and everyone, to ironically be with it all, the world our lives, our purpose, challenges, loss, figuring out who we are, figuring out what we want to do with our lives, what we can change, and what we can't, like the serendipity prayer, and time to be with our longings, our hopes, our disappointments, our longing for justice and freedom, our longing for healing and wholeness. Come away. Come away to a deserted place, Jesus says. Now, we can go for a walk by the lake or in nature. Maybe I can put in some earplugs to drown out the noise or put on an eye mask to drown out the stimulation. We can try to get away from everyone and everything, but I wonder if another way to think of the deserted place, the deserted, lonely place, is within ourselves, to be there, to be comfortable there. So what if instead of making a to-do list, we made a to-be list? Or rather, that we learned how to be, how to be with what is, how to be with who we are, how to be comfortable in our skin, how to be at peace, in the world. Abraham Joshua Heschel, perhaps the most well-known Jewish theologian from last century, wrote, just to be is a blessing. Just to be alive is holy. And yet being alive is no answer to the problems of living. To be or not to be, not the question. The vital question is how to be and how not to be. Now, let's speak to Lutherans for a moment, particularly lifelong Lutherans. We talk a good talk about being saved by grace and not by works. 
but most of us, despite that, feel that our self-worth comes from our work, what we do, and what we accomplish. Whether we live up to somebody else's standards, or whether we work harder than other people, or whether we're better than other people, But friends, that is not a grace, is it? And a to-be list starts with grace. You are of worth simply because of who you are. And Christ, our shepherd, is not like the other power-hungry leaders, Herod in his day, and think of ours today. Christ breaks down the walls that divide us, as we heard in Ephesians, and gives us courage to be vulnerable with ourselves and one another. The risen Christ sees your loneliness, your stress, your longings, and looks with compassion on you and all the needy of this world. So when your soul is weary, Christ leads you beside still waters and gives you rest. When your body ails, Christ anoints your head with oil. When you journey through life's darkest valleys, Christ accompanies you every step of the way and leads you back here, back to this community, and back to the feast at this table. And friends, there is no other place that I would rather be.